Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sideline with the Cooks. I'm Erica and this is my mama. This is Valerie and we are back after technical difficulties last week. Yes, we are back and we are here to talk about sports. Yes, 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 yes. Have you enjoyed it? I, of course, still, you know, not getting enough sleep because I'm constantly watching basketball around the clock. So, But I'm having a good time. Okay, <laughs> that's all we can do. That's all we can do. Now, right now, we are recording in the middle of a game. And um, it should be an interesting game. I don't know. The Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know. Yeah. It just should be uh, interesting. Yeah. At this point, I don't know what to think of the matchup. because Right, um, right. Uh, Russell Westbrook is out with yes. a quad injury. At least this game. Maybe the next game. So, Mm-hmm. It does change the dynamic for the Rockets without him being out there and gives the Thunder an even better chance. Right, but I think we're getting into winning. the games that we're going to discuss later on. We are. Um, so let's jump okay. Let's jump into our highlights and violations segment. Mama, did you have a highlight this past week? I think my highlight was the so-called play-in game I I think I kind of like that idea it was exciting it was disappointing of course for me but it was exciting just to watch in the idea of a playing game that that appeals to me that appealed to me yes so that is my highlight as well um specifically because it was the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers um those are like my two favorite teams right now so yes watching the game itself i was a bit conflicted um as far as like who i wanted to win but like you said i think they should keep the playing game because it made those last like few games of the season actually worth watching Watching. exactly you know it was it was a win-win for both teams so of course you know i would have loved had the, the grizzlies won but i'm okay I guess. Yeah. I'm so okay. in order in order to get into the playing game, both the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers had to win out their last game. Mm-hmm. Um, last two games for for the Trailblazers. So it just created some really competitive play over the last, you know, It did. Games, it which did. Which I appreciate. It did. So, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Again, I'm disappointed. I wanted the Grizzlies to really win. And um, all I'm going to say is watch out next year if we have Yeah. NBA next year. Right. So, yeah, I was slightly disappointed that the Grizzlies didn't win. But at the same time, um, I think the Trailblazers deserve to be in the playoffs. Like, I know for us going into the playoffs without – you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., I wouldn't have expected much. Right. So, but I am looking uh, forward to the future. No, I think the bench played well. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, facing up with the Lakers, I think without Jaron Jackson, we just had an even less less of a chance at winning a series versus, like, where the Trailblazers, like, this is actually going to be a competitive Series. Okay. 
I'll let you have that one. Now we're not gonna talk bad of the Grizzlies anymore. I'm just waiting till next year. Yes, but anyway, for us it'll be exciting next mm-hmm. time NBA season rolls around. Right. Um, did you have a a violation for this week? I did, but it was just personal, and I think it was uh, the Suns, Devin Booker. I hope I'm not getting these young men confused. I do get them confused. It was a post-game interview. I hope and you'll tell me if I'm getting it mixed up, but you know, he made reference that he could shoot. He didn't care if it was Jesus standing there, he could shoot. Oh, that was Kyle Kuzma. Who? Kyle Kuzma. He oh my goodness. Lakers. Those are two totally different people. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Why didn't why didn't you like that? I thought that was really fun. I just didn't like him referencing it. Jesus, that's all. Okay, well, I will say that was after he hit a game-winning shot. So I understand bit, that, up. but he could have used, you know, he could have, I don't know, could have said Kobe for all I, you know, I don't know <laughs> anything but that. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got them two mixed up, and those are two totally different. Very. Two totally different. Okay. Very. Very different. Very different. Uh, (laughs) So, I don't have a violation this week, but yours was fun. That was good. Like I said, I thought it was was a funny comment, you know. Mm. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, Okay. Well, in that case, let's go ahead and jump into our highlights and, I mean, not highlights, the headlines of the week segment. And we'll start off with the NBA playoffs because the playoffs are finally here today. They are um, here. Today's the second day mm-hmm. of game of playoff games. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we mentioned earlier, the Trailblazers did beat the Grizzlies in the playing game over this past mm-hmm. weekend, and they have earned themselves a matchup with the number one seeded Lakers in the first. So round. what do you think of the matchup? Mm-hmm. I think this will probably be a tough, the toughest like one versus eight matchup. Because the the Trailblazers, like with having those four five months off, that gave a lot of guys on their team a chance to rest and heal and come back from injuries. Um, so they are a a lot different team than they were in March, and I think it would be a tougher matchup for the Lakers because of their size. Um, but the thing is, the Trailblazers don't play defense, so yeah, that's. <laughs> I guess that's why the game Sunday was so Saturday or Sunday, whatever day the playing game was, was so disappointing to me because they don't play defense. They don't. They don't play defense really well. If um, if Nurkic isn't out there, they don't rebound really well. Uh, although, yeah, if if Nurkic and Collins aren't like they clean up the boards, they they defend the rim. But that's about it. So if they're in foul trouble and they're or they're not on the floor, teams can score, you know, at will. But on the other hand, you have like Dame Lillard shooting from half court. CJ, did McCollum. you see his shot? Yeah, and CJ McCollum who could score from anywhere on the floor. So and then of course you have Melo. Yeah. So like offensively, they are very very good. 
It's just they they no defense. They, frust- they frustrate me defensively. Defense wins games. So what do yes you think or no? The matchup. I agree with that. Well, defense I mean, they're gonna have to play defense if they want to beat the Lakers, and I think the Lakers can be beat. I mean, yes, we know. I mean, I really do think they could be because I number one, I don't think the Lakers have jailed as a team as one. That's the main thing. And so, if you had a good defense, if you have a good defense and you play in the Lakers, you have a chance of winning, beating the Lakers. And I'll say that about any other teams. Yeah, um, I I do think. Um, I do think LeBron in playoff mode is a different LeBron, but he's carried a lot this season for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So, and, and one man can't win it all. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, but now there was only one man get, that could do it and did get, it. He can get, and he's close. no longer playing. He's retired. But. LeBron James can one man wrecking crew can get them to the, the NBA finals. Maybe not in the West, but he can at least get them to the conference finals. I'm, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. Like I do expect to see something different from LeBron James, but I'm also looking forward to what um, Anthony Davis will bring because now he needs to step up. Yeah, and that's what and I, I understand that all those years he was in New Orleans. He was the one carrying that team and getting beat up every night, day in, day out. Right. But there's also probably... like a lack of expectations. Who? For the Pelicans. But this is not also, it's not his chance to, ooh, I got, you know, I got I got teammates now. I don't have to do it all. You don't have to do it all because they're coming for y'all. Right. The thing is, like, with Anthony Davis, like, yeah, it's not just him now, but there are actual expectations for, like, him and the Lakers to do well. So, like, mm. as far as, like, stepping up to the plate, that's where I'm kind of seeing things of, like. He got to step up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he has to play well. Mm-hmm. When he does not play well, the Lakers are in big, big trouble, no matter how well LeBron James plays. And then we so. saw that in the regular season. Right, so step up, Anthony. Yes, but yeah, Lakers and Trailblazers, their first game is at um, 9 o'clock Tomorrow. Eastern. T- no, tonight. Oh, it's tonight? Oh, okay. Yep, okay. 9 o'clock Eastern. Okay. Um, I don't have to work tomorrow, so I'll be staying up to watch the entirety of that game. I've already, <laughs> I've already taken a nap, so I am ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I'm looking at your, I'm disappointed how the Bucks performed today, letting the Magic run up and down the court on them. Yeah, so, let's, I can run through really quickly go ahead. The, rest, okay. the rest of the matchup. So, we have the Bucks and the Magic, which the Magic have a one-game lead right now. Mm-hmm. The Raptors versus the Nets. Raptors uh, took the first game. Celtics and 76ers. Celtics took the first game. That was a good game, though. You know, I like both of them. Uh-huh. Okay. And then we have the Pacers and the Heat, and the Heat took game one. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Lakers mm-hmm. and Blazers 
Clippers and the Mavericks. Clippers took game one after a controversial call in the third quarter. Well, now, which um, call? Now, which call is this? Because I watched this game when a dude was kicked out, yes. ejected from the game. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was a bit much. Yeah, I really did think that was a bit much. And, I really uh, didn't think it was all of that. Yeah, but the problem is, is that like in you know, you know what? We'll get to that. Um, yeah, okay. the Nuggets and the Jazz. Um, the Nuggets took Game One, and then the Rockets and the Thunder, who are currently playing, is the almost halftime, and Houston is leading sixty to forty six. Oh, so yeah. on. Yes. So okay. on the opening night, which was Monday night, we had the Nuggets and the Jazz going to overtime. The Nuggets win. It was a good game. Well, yes, really good game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell put on a show, scoring mm-hmm. 50, 57. Mm-hmm. 57 points. That was um, a good what game. Did you, what do you think about the Nuggets and their like chances the, this year? You know, this Nuggets-Jazz matchup is pretty much the same for me as Oklahoma and Houston. I mean, both teams are good. Uh, Obviously, I think I am leaning toward Mike Connolly and his team, and he, he allegedly is back after leaving for the birth of his child. But mm, they, they that's a... That's a pretty good even match. That's a pretty good even match. That's going to – you could go either way. They evenly match. Yes, I agree. They're evenly matched. But I will say that I think there's more pressure on the Nuggets because, one, they've played well, really well, with last season and the season before they just didn't show up in the big moments. So for them to show up the way that they did um, Monday night is encouraging, but mm-hmm. also the player development of the guys on that team, like the team that they have, like it won't be able to stay. They probably won't be able to stay together as far as like cap and, and salary reasons. Don't say that. Every time a team is jelling. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. <coughs> the, thing, the thing is, is that so many of those players have developed into really good players, like in order to pay them what they're worth, like you're not going to be able to keep all of them on the roster. So I think for the Nuggets, it's like now, this is a now or never situation. Because I guess so. We're going to tear the team up. With, with the, not even, and not even from of like, oh, you guys can't do it, so we need to like blow this thing up. But just from a pure like business standpoint, like the way Gary Harris has developed, uh, Jamal Murray, Jokic, Michael Porter, now that he's healthy and playing, um, Toward, like the the guys that are on that team, just they've grown so much with you know as a group. Now you can the Nuggets need to find a way to keep them. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like they've grown to a point where you're gonna have to start like paying these guys. Okay, they, again, they're gonna have to find a way to keep them. It's I'm not that hard. I, I like anyway, but that just contributes <laughs> to my feeling of this. It's like a now or never situation for for Denver because like who knows how long they can afford to keep everybody. They can afford to keep them. Trust. But me. on the other hand, I do think this is a a big moment for the the Jazz as well. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, you know, the whole. Rudy Gobert situation and the league shutting down 
And for the longest, that really like caused a rift between him <laughs> yeah. and, and Donovan Mitchell, which blows my mind still to this day. But from from reports that I've read, it's not so much. I mean that that whole situation was like the icing on the cake of a relationship that was just already not perfect. Okay. Um, See, I didn't keep up with the relationship, even though I had plenty of time to, but I didn't. Right. You know, it's just that, Matt, the fact of, like, two budding superstars and how do you keep both of them happy as far as, like, who's ball dominant? Give one of them CO, give one of them COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, this, this wasn't the best, you know, relationship as far as, like, you know, both both guys wanting the ball in their hands very often. So, of course, there was all this talk, especially after the season got suspended, of, like, who stays and, and who, you know, are you right. going to have to get rid of one of them? Mm-hmm. And I think if this doesn't – if the playoffs doesn't go well for them, as far as, like, performance, then those room, like those reports, those rumors, are just going to get louder and louder about, you know, who yeah, needs to go. Yeah, and I know. Once <laughs> – once we get through this tournament, championship, conference play, it's going to be a lot of movement. Right. Um, so also on opening night, we had the Raptors uh, beat the Nets 134 to 110. Um, I think everybody's sleeping on the Raptors. I do, too. I think we still are. Um, mm-hmm. Although... Although, like, it's for me, it's very possible that they could come out of the East and all this because they have been playing so well. Right. And I know for some, since the restart, teams that, you know, at midseason when the season ended, you had a lot of injuries and some teams just weren't playing. And we know at midseason like that, that's when there's there's a shift. Because then everybody's trying, you know, jacking for playoff spots. So, I think everybody needs to watch out for these Raptors. I'm going to sit back. I'm just going to say that. And the Raptors were another team that had numerous guys dealing with injuries when the season got suspended. So, Mm -hmm. like, they're back to, you know, full strength. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think the Raptors are going to win that series against the Nets. I don't know. I don't. I just have very little expectation for the Nets this year. Like I think it, this would be a really good opportunity then for get for the young guys on that team to get playoff experience. Yes. But I don't think we are all expecting too much from the Nets. No, this year. we're not. Even though they they kind of hung in there with them. Yes, and we'll it's see been the really next exciting we'll to see. watch because they, they they basically uh, playing over. what they're playing every other night. Yeah, every other night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had the Celtics and the 76ers. Uh, Celtics won 109 to 101. How do you feel about this matchup? I love this matchup. It's going to be a hard series. I need Joel to step up and dominate. And I, yeah. That was my thing. So watching the game last night, he wasn't <laughs> a, a, a big a focal point as I would like for the 76ers. He could he 
and I've said this about him before, you know this, he needs to be dominating. There is no reason for him picking and choosing when he want to play. And that, that may not be what he's doing. It just maybe right. it was that night. It was, you know, whatever it was. But I need him to step up and take over. I think part of the issue is that with... And with, with Ben big... Simmons hurt... Right. That might be an issue, but I keep forgetting he's hurt. He's gone for the season. Yeah. So with Ben Simmons not out there, it creates more room for Joel and B, but I also think he has to be a focal point. Like the coaching staff has to sit there and say, we're going to run the ball. This offense is going to run through Joel and B. And I didn't see that in the game Monday night. Yeah. I don't think he wanted the ball, but that's just me. I think he does. But uh, with him being a big man, like, he can't bring up the ball, you know, bring the ball up the floor and pass it to himself. Like, his teammates have to get him involved and get him the ball. <laughs> okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You can't come alive at the end of the game. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But the I think, I think I'm leaning more towards the Celtics because they – Ugh, I can't even say that, you know, with full confidence now that Gordon Hayward is going to be missing time yes. with the mm-hmm. ankle injury. At least a but, couple of games. Yeah, but with the with the Celtics, they just have so many ways to, to come at you, whether it's Jalen Brown, Kimber Walker, uh, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whenever Marcus Smart decides to show mm-hmm. up. Oh, that's like another this. one who won't play. I had such high expectations for him when he left college. Well, I think he's I think he's playing well, like defensively. Like he's out there to be a defensive. He's a defensive, do, uh, right, right. And do like the you know the dirty work out there, which he does really well. Mm-hmm. But if he gets going offensively, like that just adds a whole nother dimension to to the Celtics. But like I said, the Celtics just have a lot of weapons, and they can you know if one person's not scoring, the next guy steps up to fill that void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the last game of the night, we had the Clippers and the Mavericks. The Clippers won 118 to 110. Which was a struggle, which I was very, oh, what's the word, tense last night. Yeah, so it was a, that was a good game. So the Mavericks got off to a slow start, came back, took a, like a 14, 16-point lead, and then the Clippers came back. And then we had that pivotal moment in the middle mm-hmm. of the third quarter where Kristaps uh, Porzingis gets ejected. And even though I was rooting for the Clippers, I still did not think that man should have been ejected from the game. No. I think it looked bad. And the only reason he got ejected was because he got a technical foul in the first I half. I get that. And I and I kind of disagree with that. And I and that's not I, I disagree the with that. Foul, Had that not started, that wouldn't, you know, the domino effect wouldn't have happened. So Yeah. I think the technical foul he got in the first half was was whack. Very. So, but I understand why they teed him up with that, you know. No, I don't. I altercation, you know, how I, the way they define it is that if you show up in a scuffle, not as a peacemaker, which from watching the replay, he did, he didn't show up trying to separate. He showed up, you know, throwing, throwing his chest out there. So I understand, but 
I think that first tactical he got was whack. <sighs> I didn't like either one of them. So if it hadn't been for the first one, he wouldn't have, wouldn't have got kicked out. Yes. But it's important that Kristop is out there on the floor because I think I think this would be a tougher matchup for the Clippers than maybe they anticipated. Um, so I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the rest of this series. We'll see. I was just on edge last night. You know, I'm too old to be like that. <laughs> yeah. So did you want to talk about the Bucks and the Magic? I I I was just I was upset how they played. I was upset how the Bucks played. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, but I will say you know I'm not worried at this point. Um, it, it, are you thinking that's what they're doing? No, I think they're taking it very seriously. I just I me personally am not worried. I think I think we. I think we will see maybe some surprises during this playoffs because of the elimination of like home court advantage and this being a neutral site and fans not being there. So there is less potential for, you know, folks to clam, you know, potentially clam up in a moment or cause it's just them out there playing basketball. So I think there will be some surprises to this during the playoffs. So, I mean, they keep, it, they keep talking about where they're getting their energy from and all of that. How do you think it's going so far? I think it's going good. Like, there's been times when watching games and I could tell, like, guys look a little tired. But at this point, everybody went through the same situation and now we're here in the playoffs. And this is normally how it is if this was our normal season. By the time playoffs come around, people are banged up and, you know, hurt and, and things, and you have to get ready for the playoffs. Well, these guys have had five months off. So, yeah, there's probably some fatigue playing in with playing a lot of basketball in a couple of weeks. But, you know, it's time. It's go time. It's playoff time. Okay. Well, like you know, I heard they don't have to travel. They all get to immediately go back to the hotel and rest. So, I mean, yeah. really, it, uh, issue of being tired other than playing. And they're not really playing. They're playing every other day. It's not like they back-to-back. Right. But I, I think that just that quick turnaround from last game to playoffs is probably what we were saying because, like, the Nets had a super, super intense last game of the season, mm-hmm. um, you know, so whereas like in a normal situation, there'd be a few more days off in between the finish right. of the regular season and the start of the playoffs. But I think that'll go away. Okay. But we're with the, yeah. Cause with the, you know, eliminating, eliminating travel, that does, that does play a huge role into like rest and recovery. So I'm sure thing game two, maybe game one's maybe tune up for some folks, but game two, Ready to go. All righty then. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes. All right. So I think we went through every matchup as far as like what we thought. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so we'll move on then. Let's talk about some WNBA basketball. Okay. So I was when I was doing my research for getting the notes together today, I realized that we've been saying it was a 12-game regular season when it's actually 22. Oh, you had me wrong, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you had me wrong, huh? Not sure where I got 12 from. I'm confused, but you know what? It's okay. At least we got it figured out now. Okay. So we are at the midway point of our 22-game regular season. And I just wanted to go through the standings really quickly and kind of your thoughts and feelings of what's gone on so far. Okay. So let's run through the standings here. So in first place, we have the Storm, followed by the Aces, followed by Sparks, followed by Lynx, followed by the Sky, then Mercury, Fever, and in eighth place, the Suns. Well, you know I've been surprised by the Sky, period. Yes. So I've just gone and give it to them. They have surprised me. Um, the Sparks are pretty much doing what I think well, what they what they always do. Yeah, they got off to a shaky start, but they um yes, the Sparks and the Aces now. got off to a shaky start. Yeah, so I will say I did expect the Storm and the Aces to be like one one and two, number mm-hmm. one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, the Storm have just been playing really well. I don't think anyone anticipated Brianna Stewart to come back and play as well as she has coming off of an Achilles injury, but she's been killing it. She's Killing it, as you said, she's killing it. Um, and I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know who can beat the storm. Right. I mean, I'm 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 just being honest. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, their one loss this season was was against the Chicago Sky on the last second show. Mm-hmm. Let me look this up to be sure, but. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I guess the way you would do it is after you have to keep it close and let it come down to one or two possession game. That's the only thing you can do. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know what else to, the Aces, the Sparks, the Lynx, they doing what I pretty much thought they were going to do. Um, like I said, I'm the, the surprise for me has been the Chicago Sky. Um I'm surprised that the Connecticut Sun is at the bottom, but hmm. but from yeah. what I've seen, they're going to be at the bottom. Yeah. Okay, so the Seattle Storm's one loss was to the Mystics, who are, like, second to last right now, as far oh. as, like, the full standings. Oh, okay. And I don't think Sue Bird is playing that game. Yeah, and then she just come back Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Storm were playing really well without Sue Bird, and now she's back out there. So they can only get better, right? Mm-hmm. Are there are there any individual performances that have um that you've been surprised or? Oh, I'm still going. Oh, besides Angel. Right. 
Because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that girl has impressed me, so I can't talk about nobody else. I've missed her, so. Uh, Brianna Stewart. Um, Candace is doing her same thing that she usually does. Uh, I tell you who I saw play the uh, Sunday. I forgot all about, and that was your girl, um, Harrison. Oh, Isabel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Dallas Wings, they are interesting. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I had forgotten all about her. But anyway, uh, Skylar Diggins. Yes. Smith. She's kind of been a disappointment to me. Really? Yeah. Well, and I don't know, it's, it, and maybe she's not getting as much. This is her first much. season with the Mercury. Right. And maybe it's just because she's not, maybe I don't know what her role is. I think the Enrique. Aguna Bawale, or however you pronounce her name, is. <laughs> it's filling in, you know, in her it, absence just fine. <laughs> Enrique is, is balling. That's all I'm going to say about yes. her. Yes. She balling. Yeah, she is. So. I I guess I just need to know what, what what's. Um, Skylar's role. Is she a role player now? Um, I don't know. I think that's something you got to figure out because you're playing alongside uh, Diana Taurasi. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure out how, to, how you're going to fit. Right. Um, Diana Taurasi, Dewana Bonner, Brianna Stewart, Brittany Dryner, and this Enrique girl. I mean, I, they are loaded. I don't. I don't know. Enrique, Enrique plays for the Wings, Mom, the team that Skyler just left. Are you sh- Okay, I'm looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Enrique is leading points so far, okay? Yes, she's a, yes. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm looking at. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think... Um, I don't know. I'm not disappointed, but I, it is kind of like clear when you're still trying to figure out your new, like a new team, and it doesn't fit, you know, exactly right away. Like luckily with the Aces, Angel McCarthy just fit right in. But will the same thing be said next season when um, Elizabeth Cambage comes back? Right, right, right. So right now, Phoenix has Bria, Skyler, Diana. Brittany. Oh, what was that other girl I saw? And Brittany had a really good she's been playing well. She had a really good game the other day, but they uh they lost. Mm-hmm. I wanna say she had like thirty or something. Or close to thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was she was balling. So we will keep watching. Yeah. Sure. I, I obviously it's probably going to be the storm. Like I said, I don't know really out of all those teams who can beat them. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Right now, I'm not willing to say. Let me put it that way. We keep we keep watching since we're only at the halfway point of the season and not the end. <laughs> you thought the season was over. <laughs> I thought it was like one, like you know, one to two games left, depending on what team. And I was like, no. I'm reading. I'm like, 
22 <laughs> games. Where did I get 12 from? I don't know. I thought I saw 12. Well, maybe I saw 12 because you said 12. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, midway through the season, and honestly, I'm I'm glad the WNBA was able to figure out um, how to how to do this safely. Uh, they've yet to report any positive tests. Um, the NBA has yet to report any positive tests. Now, I will. Did you hear that they finally like allowed hairstylists to join the bubble for the WNBA? Who? <laughs> The WNBA finally let hairstylists join the bubble. Like well, I don't know the why the barbers and the other stylists were at the at the NBA bubble. I understand why, but why did it take so long for the WNBA to be like, you know what? Maybe we should get some hairstylists up in here. I don't maybe know why it took them so long to do done. that. <laughs> I thought that was automatic. No. The oh, hairstylist okay. just just got to the bubble, maybe within the past week. Well, maybe they had to pass all kind of screenings, but they should have did like the end up the NBA. I, I, don't, I don't think that was a part of the plan up front. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think so. But because I know some of them NBA players took advantage. Yeah, because they I'm ain't been glad. nowhere and since glad. March. And I'm glad. Yes. I need Jimmy Butler to take real advantage of it. He's not. He's going to be the one who will not. Oh, my goodness. He's not going to do it. At least trim up the mustache. No. Don't have it going everywhere. He's not going to do it. They're there to make games. He doesn't care about his appearance right now. Okay. Okay. That mustache was looking awful. That's all I can say. I can take the hat. I can take the beard. I just can take that mustache. (laughs) But anyway, I digress. We have digressed. All right. Is there anything else that you wanted to chat about? Mm, No, because we'll be talking all night, going back and forth about college sports. So, okay. Well, it's it's really. I mean, like I said last week, I'll just say this. this, Well, nobody knows what we said last week. Huh. Nobody oh well, anyway, knows what we said last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For the conferences that have opted not to play, it was purely out of fear and that they could be a liability. Yes. Not for actual concern I'm for the players, say, but out of liability. Right, exactly. So I'm gonna say that. That is my social commentary for the week. They don't care. They don't want to be a liability. Yeah. And so as of right now, the SEC, the Big Ten, and the ACC are still planning to continue. I may have that wrong. I know the SEC and the Big Ten are one of them. It may be one of them, yeah. um, They are, as of right now, still planning to continue to uh, go forward with this season. Um, oh, also, your Titans announced that they will not have a home. They will not have a home crowd for the opening thank, game. Thank you. I appreciate that because oh man, now I can't remember which team it was, but there is a team that plans on having fans, but it'll only be like sixteen thousand, which is like twenty. Yeah, I heard that. I heard of, that. This is the Chiefs. I don't want to get the line. 
Mm-hmm. I can't remember what team it was, but they were going to allow like 16,000 fans, which ends up being. That's still like a lot. Yeah, which ends up being like 22. And when I saw the number 16,000, I was like, okay, they're out of their mind. But they were like, yeah, that's really only like 22% of total capacity of the arena. So they're going to figure out some way to. I don't know, put in measures and require all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like, none of this works if people don't do what they're supposed to do. And we've already seen people get riled up about being asked to wear masks. Like, what what's going to be different when it comes to an NFL game? The only thing I can say is that it's mandatory here to wear a mask. But where was I yesterday? People in the store without a mask. And I was just like, exactly. I, 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 I don't get it. I just don't get it. So, And it's exactly. mandatory. Right. So I don't get it. Walking around. Well, that's going to wrap up. (laughs) That's going to wrap up this episode before we get on our soapbox here. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for bearing with us. We were having technical difficulties last week. Hopefully, this week will not be the case. Um, If you are looking for us, you can stream us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. And go on the Google Play Store. You can find us on Instagram at SidelineWTCooks. You can find us on Twitter at the same handle. You can find us on Facebook at Sideline with the Cooks Podcast. Mama, do you have any words of wisdom to share with the people? Keep your mask on. That's good. Very succinct. And- yeah, that's how I like it. Keep your mask on. All right, and with that, we are going to get out of here, and we will see you all next week. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.